0: Coote, Coote right through Got a pass on to Brass and Brass is in for the try Oh so
1: easy to Flannery, Flannery to Rickardson, Rickardson to Fletcher Fletcher puts the arm up and he goes over Fletcher scores Now it's one way traffic Williams has got the ball Gets it on to Maloney, sets himself, kicks for Tupo, Tupo and Williams, Tupo! Oh, Daniel Tupou! Flying like at 39,000 feet and no turbulence to be found. Eight metres away from that line and here's a run for Daryl!
2: roosters fans welcome to another week of roosters radio and what a tough week it was the roosters and cowboys well they got together as one it was sweet and sour we had the celebration of teddy's 200th game and what a great milestone it is for our great leader and of course we had the commiseration and the absolute sadness of the passing of one of the great former roosters and cowboys himself paul green well silky we're up in the captain's club and whilst it was a bit of a somber mood it was a very respectful and a great occasion and our uh, thoughts and condolences from the entire Roosters Radio family, go out to Paul Green's family, and we just want to say what a great game it was and played in the spirit and the honour that he would have absolutely loved. Welcome to another work of Roosters Radio. Roosters got a great victory. We're not crying about it in this week. We're showing respect, but it was a win we needed to have, and it was a great win we did have. Silky Bells, how did you see it?
3: Yeah, good afternoon, Bush. Uh, and I've got to say, mate, you did a great job up there at the Captain's Club. It was an afternoon... Uh, Touched with sadness, and uh, and it was great to see to all the fans that attended too. You know, when we took that moment silence, that everyone was respectful. But when that whistle blew, uh, the Roosters, well, they were at their dominant best. Mm. Another, an, another, you know, solid performance, particularly from our forwards. To be frank, I thought it was over at halftime. Uh, you know, we'd run in three tries to one, but uh, once again, it was our our big men, Matt Lodge. Jared Wyra Hargraves, you know, Nat Butcher as well, and Victor Radley, who had an absolute wow. blinder. It was just a dominant performance by the Roosters. I know Robo probably wasn't happy with that last try uh, there at the death, but mm. uh, a convincing win and and so good to see.
0: Yes, it was a great game on the weekend and a great confident win to get up against the Cowboys. You know, they're up in that top four. So for us to come away with that score was just awesome to watch. Um, I can't agree with you more, Silky. Radley had a blinder, set up the first two tries. It was that cutout board to Sueli'i and then the short pass back to Lodge, who hit a beautiful hole. Uh, But the forwards again great game they just they the momentum from last week uh that combination with Hargraves and Lodge it just continued this week and um then you know they all scored a meet pry as well you've got Verrills went over Lodge went over Hargraves went over uh it was just a great game of football
2: dominant performance bells and I think the camp up here um has been highly touted as part of their success so anyone interested in having a bit of success get up to impact uh, throw some weights around go and have a lunch in the cafe and then uh watch Silky and Bells and I interview... uh Coach Robinson, and that's key to success. They say.
0: Well, I, I I did mention it last week, but when they do come off these camps, they just gel so much better together. And uh, usually, they have been doing it mid-season when there's a buy in mm. the state of origin. But this year, it's towards the back of the season. And I just I'm excited taking it into the finals. It's it's exciting.
2: Silky, you were animated out there last week, and it was it was a really tough day. To, I think equally, you did really well. Uh, you know, up in the captain's club, it's a it's a very funny environment when we have you know such a tragedy like we had, but. You could see the rugby league community come as one. And I don't think you can uh, be too hard on the Cowboys for their game. I think that uh, they had lots on their mind, a fair bit of distraction. uh, And they played like that as opposed to, you know, weeks before. But they were still very solid in in, in, uh, getting across the stripe a couple of times and and, uh, just, you know, seemed to be present but not quite there. But uh, it was a really nice occasion, lovely afternoon.
3: It was a lovely afternoon, but guys, like, if we can just touch back on the football, you know, a couple of standout moments. Uh, I thought, you know, you touched on Sam Verrills that second try where he's just gone from the, the back of the scrum, untouched. I thought that was a beautiful little set play. And of course, uh, you know, the young winger, Joseph Suwali'i, a couple of bone rattlers again, and and that beautiful try, that first try, it was, it was just great to watch, and uh, it set the tone for the rest
2: of the afternoon. Absolutely, you know. Let's not forget, uh, you know, Kiri just steering us around the park. I thought he was really, really good. You know, with the way he is working with Sam Walker, and Sammy Walker hitting the goalpost twice. He's, twice, yeah. You know, a bit of bad luck there. So the score would have been a lot higher. But uh, you know, a great afternoon to be a Rooster, and it really sets us up for a big matchup with the Tigers this week. Look, I, I don't think you know uh, Coach Robinson's taking it easy. In fact, I think he's actually accelerating towards the back end of the year, and I think. Uh, you know as Roosters fans we can look forward to a very dominant performance from our entire team against the Tigers we won't forecast any results at this part of the show but I'm looking forward to us uh, you know going out there and being really ruthless I think we're building towards that
0: I couldn't agree more with you Bush and you know back back to these forwards Hargrave's got most run meters so that that's really saying something over 180 run meters on the weekend and the completion rate was up silky. We're up to 78% there, which is, um, you know, that's been lacking in the last few weeks. So that's gotten a lot better.
3: Well, it's got to, be Bells, because come semifinals, you need to be completing at high 70s, 80%. So uh, that's that's a great stat for us. Um, but, you know, I, let's just touch on Victor Adley's performance. He, he he got up for that game, obviously, uh, opposite Tal Malolo. Uh, if, you, if you go back and watch the game... You watch Radley's hits on Tamalola. There's two in particular. He just put him straight on his backside. It was some couple of bone rattlers. And then his ability with the football, you know, those short balls, that long looping pass uh, to the winger. He had it on a string out there. And and I've got to say this, guys, and I don't know if you uh, agree with me or not, but I think since making that decision to to play for England in the World Cup, I just think he's freer. It's freed him up. Absolutely. He's just concentrating on playing football. And I I think it's going to come down to – you know those kind of plays that Victor he had the vision, seeing that you know the 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 wingers had come in early. But I I really believe that you know making that decision to declare his allegiance to to England is uh, set him up for the rest of the the NRL season.
2: Well, he's, he's he's taken the cockroach off his back and put the lion on his chest, and you know what? It's given him the freedom to enjoy his footy and go back to just doing and concentrating. On what he does best. So he's like a second five at it there. Like to have him sweeping through the back, like he does, as you said, that long looping pass was just a beautiful ball. Um, you know, and, and it just gives Kiery another option. So there's a fair bit of, uh, you know, structure there and eyes up football that just when Victor touches the ball, you don't know whether he's going to have a barnstorming uh, carry or he's going to be able to do an offload around the corner, throw a looping pass or throw a second man pass. It's really exciting to watch. And as Roosters fans, it's a real delight to sit on the sidelines and watch him come in second or third receiver.
0: Speaking of sweeping players Bush. Uh, Manu, I love watching him play. I, I wasn't at the game on the weekend, but I did watch it from home, obviously. And he just has that ability and obviously the freedom as well. But he just leaves that center position, and he just he's you know sweeping around the back there, looking for opportunities. And I thought he actually had a great game as well. Uh, you know, we're just so fortunate to have all these talented players out there. It's um, it's going to be a great few games to come, and yeah, really looking forward to it.
2: Got a lot of eighteen nine nine about it, Silky. I think that uh, you know that just uh, you know we say it every week. I say it every week. What you talk about with uh, Coach Robinson, preparing them like a racehorse, preparing them like Bart Cummins, It feels like every week there's just a slight level of improvement up Yep, and we're going to the next level and we're going to the, as we build towards, as he calls it, the season proper. And then, you know, whole new, whole new ball game in the finals. And I love how he thinks like that because that's what it is.
3: Yeah. Couldn't agree more Bush, but look, we've won five in a row. And look, I think one of the big reasons that we have won those five is off the back of the forwards. Uh, and in and one player in particular, who's going to be our guest on this week's show is Matt Lodge. Um, I, I checked his stats uh, before coming on to the, to do the show and he's he's averaging you know roughly 40 odd minutes he's made one mistake in five games and we've won five in a row so you know make of that what you will but uh really looking forward to talking to him uh, on this week's show uh, we touched on it last week with Trent Robinson I know I mentioned it last week's podcast uh they say he's got, a, he's got a pretty high football IQ so I wouldn't mind asking some questions about that also
2: yeah Silky we had the pleasure of meeting Matt Lodge at the uh at the Players' Sponsors' Night, uh, which was really nice dinner and uh, asked him if he'd come on Roosters Radio. We also touched base with him last week up here in the Impact Gym. I'm here in the Isabel Kelly Studios with Bell's Impact Gym and uh, he was really kind to say, boys, love to come on and uh, get a bit of an insight for our fans into the man who is Matt Lodge and uh, can't wait for the interview.
0: Well, you're on Roosters Radio. We'll be right back after the break with the one and only barnstorming front rower, Matt Lodge. <laughs>
2: Well-risked his fans. Each and every week we bring him on Silky and Bells, and none other than this week. Well, this man has come to our club only recently, but I tell you what, it feels like he's been here over a decade. If you see him run the ball, you've got to be swearing that he is pushing one of his studs off the back fence because he comes hard, he comes fast, and he just keeps coming. He is now known as the Bondi Express around Roosters Radio Studios, and no one wants to get on that train. Would you please welcome the Matty Lodge, our newest recruit in the Roosters front row, and wow, what a season is he having welcome Matty Lodge to Roosters Radio on Deboe. Thanks for having me. I'm
1: looking forward to it and hey, how good is it playing with the Roosters?
2: Mate I don't know who's more nervous. Silky's got a chamois on his forehead at the moment from from what's looking in this camera and Bells <laughs> are sitting here patting me down with a little tissue. <laughs> Great to have you on mate. Really really appreciate your time and uh, you know you've only been here at the club a short time but Matt I'd like to take it back to, to where it began. As Roosters fans we love to get to know our players and and the man behind the number in the jersey, and you know, we'll get to your form in a minute. I know Silky's super keen to chat about that. Where did it all begin for you? Where did you grow up? You know, give us a bit of an insight of, of where it all started.
1: I'm, well, I grew up in um, Blacktown, just just out west a little bit there. I, I've spent my whole childhood there. Played for St. Pat's Blacktown. Yeah, went to school out there. I left when I was probably seventeen to go down to Melbourne. But yeah, I grew up in Sydney, I'm from Sydney, still got all my family and friends in Sydney, so it's actually good to be home.
2: Right now, your form is absolutely scintillating. What is it for you at the Roosters that you just seem to just settle in so well?
1: Oh, on the footy side of things, I think, I don't know, I don't think like my games <coughs> changed a whole heap since I come here. It's more just um, the style of play that the the club likes playing and, and how they play and and. There's some handy players on the field around me that um, my job gets rewarded for. So, you know, I just got a pretty simple role then. And if I do that well, um, there's some talented players around that can take take advantage of that.
2: Matt, as a young player coming through and growing up watching and playing rugby league, who were your heroes and who did you model yourself on or who'd you look to that you wanted to be like?
1: Oh, I wanted to be like him, but I don't think my genetics match But my favourite player was Joey, Joey Johns. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, but apart from that, I think a bit late, obviously a bit longer. might be controversial. I don't know if it's controversial, but my favourite forward is probably Sam Burgess. I loved watching him. I think I've got a few Facebook statuses from back in the day, just roughing up Sam Burgess. So I think he'd be my favourite
2: forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, given a few more years in his career, if his shoulder didn't fall apart, you would have seen him in red, white and blue. It usually happens.
3: <laughs> yeah. Matty, firstly, on behalf of Roosters fans, uh, we'd like to welcome you, mate. But, you know, since you've arrived at the club, uh, and, and a great example was that try you scored on the weekend. So it was a Jarrod wraparound under Victor and a little short ball you ran into the hole. I've got to say, as someone who's, you know, been watching you um, over the past five weeks, it seems like you're enjoying your footy. Is that how it is for you?
1: Yeah, I really am enjoying it. Um, I said, you know, from the first meeting uh, I had with Robbo, I kind of knew it was the right place to go. I think at the time I didn't even realise we weren't in the eight. I didn't really care. I just... I kind of always wanted to play the Roosters. I was, I was really close to coming here out of school, and I didn't. And then also when I was coming back to the game, I nearly—I was so close, and I didn't. And and I always kind of regretted that. So to be there now is, um, yeah, I feel like uh, you know, in a way, I don't regret anything, but I feel like I wasted the last six years of my career not being here, um, enjoying it that much. But it is what it is, and, and finally got to play and learn what it's all about.
3: And and your time here, you're obviously enjoying it. But lo- looking back, I mean. Let's look at the stats. You've you've played five games. We've won five matches. In all five games, you've made one error. Uh, you're averaging probably over forty minutes a game and well over a hundred meters. So, pretty good stats. I mean, they tell me that you're a bit of a statsman and a bit of a rugby league nerd. So, I don't know if you follow that kind of stuff, but I'm sure you probably take a little bit of notice. I'm
1: not into too much of the meters and stats like that, but uh, I do love the game. I always have since I was a kid and. I think that's one thing I'm probably really enjoying here. There's a lot of other people in the team that, that really love the game and study it and, and want to think about how to get better. And it kind of suits me because, yeah, it's not everywhere that you get a, a whole heap of your team that love the game. So I'm kind of appreciating that too. And you can have conversations around how to play and what they need me to do. And, and yeah, it makes it enjoyable.
0: Now, Maddie, just earlier you mentioned Joey Johns being, you know, one of your favourite players and and the amazing, immortal halfback that he is. Silky, give us some insight. But didn't Kerry say Maddie's got a bit of a halfback IQ footy brain happening? What what happened when he mentioned it last uh, week? Yeah, so
3: so w- when <laughs> we happened? sat with Luke Kerry uh, at the sponsors dinner, we, we were talking about you. Yeah, and he said you're a six or a seven trapped in a props body. You, you guys have some really good chats, which I suppose goes back to that whole, uh, you know, loving football.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably a good rap from from one of the great halves. But, uh, no, nah, maybe in another lifetime I would have been skinny and fast. Could have made someone like of it, but um, it's not the case. I think, I, yeah, like I said, I just, I just love the game. And yeah. Um, probably think more than I can do so I think as long as I just come straight and hard they can do all the flash stuff but I love those conversations and like I said it's so good to have other people in the team that that love it as well um creates a good culture and talking about stuff and being creative so I'm happy to talk about him. I'll probably leave the executing to him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: <laughs> Matt, you, share, you share a synergy with Silky. He was a uh, half five eight trapped in a ball boy's body. <laughs> and he, he ran the roosters out onto the pitch so many times uh, as, as a young kid that they likened it to a can of pal beans shaken out to feed a great dane. So uh, you know, there's some synergy there.
1: Yeah, I've, I played a bit of uh played a bit of five eight in a grade a few years back. So I think when I when I wrap up my NRL career, I might get one more year out in the halves. Back to the park.
0: (laughs) Now, Maddie, just on your form of late again with the Roosters, I just want to touch on the combination that you've got with Hargraves in that front row. It's just to watch that, even just these last couple of games, it's really come together and it's just magic. What's it like running out with that big fellow and, you know, taking the ball up a hit after him and what does it do for your game?
1: Yeah, I said if I give him – I think if I give our relationship any more wraps, I might have to leave my missus
2: for him. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, don't worry. I know a few blokes that might want to, uh, you know, take me jealous. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: nah, I said it before.
1: I think um, probably going back on that thing about the footy stuff, I think earlier I haven't really had like a um, – we had a, quite a young team like really quickly at Brisbane. So I guess I missed that feeling of having a um, – older player on the field and in a way he's still like a little kid, you want to impress him on that. So um yeah, I really enjoyed playing with him and like I said, he reached out straight away and and from when I got there he's really helpful and, you know, outside in I reckon the people have some polarizing opinions on, on someone like him or, or even myself. But he's one of the best blokes I've met in the game and, and just would, would help anyone. Now I can see why he's such a team guy and they value him. So I think just playing in that pack, they a lot of they believe in a lot of stuff. I do, like they play aggressively, and and um, we me and him have a joke about it. We're last of a last of the dying breed, the big boys <laughs> in the middle. They're trying to get fast through there, but no, uh, it's, it's been unreal playing with him and, and Radley and the way they play the game. Um, they're, they're genuinely teaching me a lot that you know I haven't had that for a long time. So I'm just happy to play hard and and try and get some respect from from them,
2: Coach Robinson. You know, he's uh, he's a real thinker. He's such a, you know, astute human being. I remember hearing Bob McCarthy once talk about Wayne Bennett saying he didn't wake up Wayne Bennett, he became him. You saw us last week up at uh, Camp Impact for the uh, for the Roosters, you know, we interviewed Robo Live and he was so insightful. But you know, what sort of influence does he have on a footballer like yourself? You know, you you've got some experience, you know, you you know you're holding a, a great position, but when you meet someone like Trent Robinson What's your impression and how much influence has he got over that? Um, you the decisions that you make?
1: Yeah, I think he's been, um, obviously I can run the footy and that's something that I just come here with and stuff like that. But he's got an eye for the detail of the rest of your game that can, that can, um, make you go to a, a better level, you know, especially for myself, like just movements and defensively and, and get you thinking. Um, I also think like he's great at, um, can you motivate it every week? Um, that's probably the hardest part of playing this competition. It's a long comp, and, and he always seems to to nail that. But I guess for me, more importantly, is like after, after you know when you're losing in a tough couple of years, I think um, you do have a bit of a doubt whether how you know that footy IQ, where do you know the game, are you playing the right style? And I guess after talking to him and what he thought, um, how you should play the game, I guess in a way it actually um, it's very similar to how. Not all of it. Obviously, is very more advanced than than me in that. But how I see the game is very similar to how he wants to play it, and that's what how I knew it was the right place to come.
3: Hey, Maddie, I just want to talk about the, the belief in the team. We heard Trent Robinson on this podcast last week talking about how we're building. You're you're there at the coal face, and you know you're you're training and, and building towards what we know is going to be a, a big run into the finals. Talk us through the belief and, and how you've seen it because you've come in late you know, and the dynamic has actually changed since you've been there. How's the feeling around the
1: team? Yeah, I think obviously I wasn't here before, but I think just before I signed, I sat down and watched them play Penrith. Like I said, I didn't really look at the ladder and know, I didn't know that were four points out of the eight at that time, Um, I kind of had a little bit of a break and and wasn't watching too much, but I sat down and watched that Penrith game and thought like this, this team can, um, they're aggressive and they can give it, give it a shake. And obviously um, there's been a lot of injuries and in that through the year. And um, that's a big part, getting everyone on the field together. But I also think that could work to our advantage in terms of, you know, a lot of people are pretty well rested and coming right at the right time. So, um, you know, especially through that, that middle forwards and that, it's not like a lot of them are going to have 25 games going in the final. So even myself having a bit of that time off, I think everyone's um, pretty fresh and, and and ready to give everything they got you know, training in the games and and leaving those stone unturned, which is a good feeling. And like I said, I wasn't here when they lost those four in a row, but um, you can feel like it getting the connection and that getting better every week. And I think there's still a lot of improvement between now and some of those those big games. So, um, yeah, if it all comes together, um, you know, obviously you want to play it down, but there's some pretty special players in the team and um, guys like me and that just have to do that simple role well and and you got faith that they'll they'll finish it off.
3: Well mate, you're doing a great job of it and, and long may it continue. Now this weekend we're playing in one of your old clubs, the Tigers. They've been struggling at the moment, but uh, where can we improve from last
1: week? I think Robo touched on it, but just you know, at the end of that game we could have just put the foot on the throat and kind of accelerated it. And, and I think when you're when you're ready to go, we don't give away those those one or two easier tries and yeah, just maybe I don't know. I feel like there's that odd ten ten minute patch a couple of times a game where we, you know, a couple of errors creep in and stuff like that. But you know, it's easy. It's an easier fix if we if we um get onto it. And hopefully, I think Teddy's been saying it. Well, since I've been there, we're just chasing that eighty minute performance. And I think once we once once we get to that, it will be, yeah, we'll go well.
0: Maddie, you got another try on you this weekend? Oh, I think
1: I was. You know, they didn't make it. Uh, a secret that I haven't scored in a long time, but um, <laughs> they stitched me up. They said three years. So I was out for one of those years, but um, <laughs> they, uh, I said last time I think I scored, I got four in five weeks, so, and then I just had a big break. So if they come, they come. I'll just keep oh. running off Jared and Radley, and, and hopefully, fingers
0: crossed. You'll go back-to-back, back, mate. I'm confident.
1: <laughs> I forgot the feeling of being in the clear.
2: <laughs> as a devout Westie growing up, you would have hated the eastern suburbs in the old days and in the in the spirit of Tom Radonikus and Bruce Clark and, and all the you know, those uh, former Dallas Donnelly, you know, the East, West, West. They're not, we're not the Silvertiles, that's manly, but we're sort of on the same par. We're a bird as our emblem and they didn't like the roost as much. The The latte set they called us. Now you're in the eastern suburbs. Um, do you have a much different opinion of you know? Yes, we are a latte set, and we don't mind a scoop of caviar either with our chips. But uh, you can certainly say there's a fairly substantial uh, you know footy house there isn't there?
1: I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. I was born and raised out in the east. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it, mate. That is it. <laughs> no, nah, it's it's good. It's it's um it's good. Hey, eh? I'm, I'm enjoying it, and, and don't know if we can. I don't know if I can buy in there, but I'm happy to hang around there.
2: <laughs> yes, fair enough.
0: I was going to ask you, being a boy from Blacktown, have they taken you for a surf yet, Matty?
1: They haven't, eh? I told them I've got a big boy. It looks a bit more like a boat, but um I'm confident. I'm confident I'll get off out there. So I'll have to go out with a few of them and see how we go. We went for a fish the other day, but no surfing,
2: yeah. Yeah, beeline for Victor, mate. He's the closest you're gonna get to a surfer in that team <laughs> <laughs> Well Matt, we really, really have loved having you on and getting to getting to know the man behind the you know, the jersey and and getting a few insights, but you know your form is outstanding. We say it often on Rooster's Radio to our other guests and, and our your fellow teammates. Long mate, continue, and especially that try scoring streak. I tell you what, you've just put some interest into my tab account, <laughs> uh, Silky. So I know what I'll be doing this week for uh, any time. Oh, but mate, right. we want to thank you so much for spending time on Rooster's Radio and, and giving us your time uh, out of your busy training schedule. And we wish you all the best this weekend.
1: No, thanks for having me. Um... You know, it's just another another part of the club that's been welcoming and, yeah, that makes my job a, a lot easier on the field, you know, especially, you know, from the day one that I walked in the club, whether it was, the, you know, the CEO or, or Nick Pilatus or the media um, manager lady, everyone's um, shown the love and I guess that's why you can play with your heart on the field. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Thank you. Good on you, mate.
2: Well, there you have it, Silky and Bells. What a great interview and, uh, you know, impressive Matty Lodge. And, geez, he's made a huge difference, uh, you know, too. I think, you know, for Hargraves and Victor, you know, they carry a lot of the senior roles here in the leadership. But then behind that, you've got Egan and, you know, you, you know, you got Lindsay coming back. You've got Siwa coming back. I mean, Coach robinson has got the greatest problem to have of any coach in the NRL at the moment. That's where do you put them all?
3: Yeah, well, look, I tell you what, if I'm, uh, if I'm the Tigers this weekend, I'm – I'm kind of looking at that run team sheet and just going, oh, no, not another one, because they're just going to come in waves.
2: Yeah, I'm doing a car for training if I'm in the <laughs> spot. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not facing that, mate. Not, I said to someone out, we had a few drinks at the sponsor's dinner, Silky, and we talked about uh, imagine just being in the defense. You know, you come in, Lodge runs the ball. You've done everything you can to try and contain him, and then all of a sudden you look up and here comes Hargraves. I mean, Silky, you're a surfer and a big wave surfer. I can only imagine what it's like when that second set rolls in because that's what it feels like yeah. when you're watching It's just great. Bang, bang. It's fantastic. But
0: not only Hargraves and Lodge, and then you've got Suali who just comes and actually just runs straight through you. So it's, it's yeah, I'm, and, I'm excited for that. And, and let's not
2: forget Victor and Natty, Natty ball playing, you know. So there's there's a lot to look forward to as Roosters fans, and I just cannot wait to see what happens this weekend. And, and I hope what uh, Matty says, you know, he, he and Hargraves are ruthless front rowers, what every coach wants out of a front rower. And I love what Coach Robinson said about Uh, Matt Lodge that you know he plays like a traditional front rower, and and, you know knows his job so well and and you can see it on the field and I love that he's enjoying it and I love that he's found a home at this club so good on him.
3: You're on Roosters Radio and we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Now, before we start talking all things footy, just want to give a shout-out to the Steggles Roosters Charity Nest. Uh, Recently, they hit a milestone $4.8 million, raising money for some great charities, including Lifestart, the Children's Hospital Foundation, the Children's Cancer Institute Australia, and, of course, the Roosters Outreach Program. It's been going since 2010, and, uh, yeah, some, some really, really great work done by all parties there.
0: Yes, they do a fantastic job there, Silky. But onto the football now this week. We've got a couple of big games. We sure very, do. very exciting. The season for the NRLW kicks off on Saturday afternoon. We are out at Combank Stadium, uh, playing Parramatta, kicking off at one PM. And I'm just super excited for this season. We uh, you know, we got the, the win up last season. It was a phenomenal game there in the grand final against the Dragons. Few changes to the side. There's some deputants. There's some actually first grade deputants, and then some roosters deputants coming into the game. And uh, Isabel Kelly congratulations to her she's the captain this year and she's going to be you know taking that ball up just as as strong as she does as always um a farewell to Corbin not a farewell but Corbin's going to have a baby so just want to wish her the best and good luck with all of that being a mum myself I'm sure she's she's an outstanding mum as she is but we've got a new fullback coming in Sam Bremner so not so much new Bells not new new back for, new for the roosters but she's actually an australian representative uh she actually just had a baby as well so coming back from that and she's a fantastic player so i'm really excited to see her play we've also got a couple of brand new first grade debutants coming through the club's pathway system so mm. that's going to be super exciting as well but so pumped for this season to start. We're going to get the win up on Saturday and it's not going to be a point. There's going to be about 10 or 15 points in it, boys. But, um, yeah, really pumped for that. And also moving on to the other big game of the weekend, Silky. It is massive. It's a special occasion out at the SCG. Our last game there before we move over to the new yes. stadium. Taking on the Tigers. How do you see it?
3: Hand on heart here. Uh those that know me know that the Tigers are my second team. I'd, uh, my uncle played first grade there, but I don't see um, much hope for the Tigers. They're, they're rudderless, unfortunately, and uh, I think the Roosters may score a point for every one of Teddy's games. So I'm going to say Roosters 201. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's not true. Look, I think uh, I think the Roosters are going to score a lot of points, and I think the Tigers are not going to score many. Uh, all I would say is that I think there will be a 30-point drubbing, but – Look, I feel sorry for the Tigers, but the Roosters are certainly on the way up uh, and they need, as Matt Lodge said in the interview there, you know, put the foot to the throat as it were. So um, I'm expecting a big points blowout and uh, I dare say plenty of points in the Roosters.
0: Yes, I agree with you boys. Although I must say on the flip side, sometimes these teams that are battling for a wooden spoon, you know, they're very unpredictable. They can... um, They can come out and, and, you know, they've obviously got something to play for and something to prove, however it is the Tigers we're talking about at the moment. So I agree with the big score. I'm going to go 38 to 6. Yep. Uh, I think they're going to score one try.
2: Very looking forward to this. I said in the earlier part of the show, I think we're going to have a dominant performance. I think it's going to be Roosters 48, Tigers nil.
0: Wow. Big score, 48 nil.
2: And the Steggles charity nest will hit
3: that 5 million. Uh, well, that's for sure. Definitely. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our very special guest, Matt Lodge. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East, East to win. East know how to
1: play the
3: game they play